0: Welcome to the Encounter Christian Church message podcast, where we bring you the latest messages from our Sunday services. To find out more about Encounter, or to plan your visit with us, you can find us online at www.encounter.cc. We hope you enjoy this message. Welcome to part three of Low Battery, Please Charge. I've entitled today's message, Time Out to Recharge. We live in a world right now that, you'd have to agree with me, is pretty crazy. You look at the news, it's like we're watching kind of like escape from New York, isn't it? It's like this mayhem and anarchy and viruses around the world. And, and you know, it it's kind of does seem like it's very much like the end of the world. And you know, there's the media thriving on it and and you know, we've got all these negative reports that the economy's gonna collapse and unemployment's high and and consumer confidence is low and, and all these things coming together. And and but the good thing is that we're winning as a country the, the war against the virus and things are starting to ease up. And but I want to talk today about um, God can sometimes put us in a place of timeout for us to rejuvenate and to recover and also to supernaturally provide for us. And that no matter what's going on in the world, he can make a way for you and for I where there is no way. And a key scripture that I'm looking at in today's message is from Isaiah chapter 55, verse 8 to 9. It says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher higher than your thoughts see God's way of doing things are not our ways of doing things his ways are so much bigger so much higher you know just as the heavens are above the earth it's it's you know it's it's a long way so the way he does something is completely different to us and and often his ways are illogical for us we we think how could that be Lord that can't work out that's not logical but see God knows the future He knows what's going to happen for you in two months, in four months, in six months. He knows in one week that that could happen. And if that happened and you went the way you were going to go, then you'd be in big trouble. But if you go the way that he's telling you to go, then you're going to get through that thing. You'll get over it and get to the other side. And so he's talking to you about your life, knowing what the future is. And you're making decisions about your life, not knowing the future. It's like you're in the dark and he's in the light. And his way, therefore, is... The best way, because he knows the plans he has for you to give you a future and to give you a hope. You see, how do we know God's ways and God's thoughts? Well, his word, knowing his word, reading his word, following his word. You know, there's different people I've, I've heard recently and, and they go, I really feel like God wants me to do this. Or I really feel like this lifestyle over here is going to suit me better. Or I really think I should get into this relationship or do this. And I go, what? Well, that's against the Bible. But that's just what I feel God wants me to do. And you're like, wait a minute. It's not about what we feel or about what I think's best for me. What does the Word of God say? The Bible is our standard for living, it's our benchmark. See, the, if you're wondering how you should live in a certain way, look, should I steal that money from my relative? Well, the Bible says, do not steal. Um, should I do that thing with that person? Well, the Bible says, you know, to love your neighbor. Or should I, oh, my, that, that person's wife's prettier than my wife. The Bible says, don't covet your neighbor's wife. Don't commit adultery. There's standards in the Bible that are black and white. Do not do them. That's God's will. They're God's thoughts. They're God's ways. We need to live according to the standard of his word and not be conformed to the standards of this world. Don't be deceived. If you're not reading the word, how do you know his thoughts? How do you know his ways if you're not talking to him? If you're not praying, if you're not reading his word, if you're not knowing it, you're just living every day, carefree, I feel like doing this. I think God would want me to have this. I mean, who cares what you think? What does the word say? What does God say? His ways are higher than our ways. You see, when we follow his way, that's where the miracle is. The miracle isn't not doing it my way. The miracle isn't not me going, oh, this is about my flesh and pleasing me and what I like and my desires. The miracle is following the path that God has for you. The miracle is in the Word of God. It's in His way and not our own way. It's also in obeying it. You know, so many people know the Word of God. They can quote scriptures. They can quote where everything is. They know all about it. But it's a lot harder to obey the Word of God, to do what it says, doing it is where the power is, not just speaking it, but doing it and speaking it. And so we're going to look at a story in the Bible of Elijah. And he's a pretty cool character. I like Elijah. And Elijah's in a situation where he hears the voice of God, he speaks the voice of God, and then he obeys the voice of God. And he sees miracles happened in ways that he never imagined. In 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 1, it says this, Now Elijah the Tishbite of Tishp, in Gilead, said to Ahab, Ahab was the king, as the Lord lives, the God of Israel lives, before whom I stand, there shall be neither dew nor rain these days except at my word. See, Elijah was close to God. He could hear God's voice. And he heard the voice of God to say, hey, say there's not going to be rain until you actually give the word again. And when he gave the word again, he's going to give it because he knows it's God's will and God's timing. And Ahab, the king, was angry because no rain means. Recession, No rain in in an agricultural society means economic collapse. Farmers, famine, the whole thing. And Ahab, like any politician, hey, they don't want the economy to collapse on their watch. So he's chasing Elijah to get him to prophesy that it's going to rain again. But see, Elijah only said that because he had like an unction in his spirit. He felt and, and heard the voice of God which said to say this. So he spoke it out. He heard God's voice. He spoke it and he obeyed it you know has there been a time in your life when you felt god speak to you has there been a time when he made a promise into your heart he said something to you about your future see if he has why don't you speak it out you know maybe god spoke to you said fear not for i'm with you when you're going through a trial why not speak it out Fear not, for he is with me. I will fear not, for he is with me. See, hearing his word and speaking it out, there's power. It's the sword of the Spirit. Speaking his word. Maybe you're facing some danger. Well, speak it out. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. No plan of the enemy shall devised against me shall come to anything. Because greater is he that is inside of me than he that is in this world. We need to speak God's word out. We need to prophesy it over our life. No rain equals economic recession. It says in 1st Kings chapter 17 as we follow the story in verse 2 to 4. It says and the word of the Lord came to him Depart from here and turn eastward and hide yourself by the brook Cherith which is east of the Jordan. You shall drink from the brook that I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. I can imagine Elijah going, "Hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. You want me to go to this ravine in hiding away from everybody on my own?" And you're going to give me water in a brook, and birds are going to feed me. Can you imagine the prophet going, Wait a minute, surely, Lord, this isn't the plan. Surely the the plan isn't for me to go hide like an animal. You know, how humbling it would have been for the great prophet to have to go hide in a ravine and for birds to feed him. I can imagine he would have thought, You know what, Lord, this can't be you. This wouldn't be your way. You'd you'd probably, your way is to put me up in the Sheridan. That's the way of God. Surely it's not to be like in a cave in a ravine and, and birds are going to come and feed me. Surely I'm hearing the wrong thing. You see, God's ways are not our ways, as the herons are above the earth. And sometimes in our life and he sends us down pathways that are seemingly strange you know I often think it should be linear you know God's path you know step one step two step three that's how I think I think it's quite logical but man I found God is like step one step four back to step two up to step six back to step three like God's ways aren't our ways he he does things in ways that messes with us at times because he knows the best way see Elijah was guided by the word of God It says in Psalm 119, verse 105, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. See, how do we know whether to go in a certain direction or move to a certain city or get involved in a certain lifestyle or live a certain way? Well, what does his word say? His word is a lamp to our feet. And see, that word lamp means like a light. Maybe you're in a dark place right now. You know, Maybe you're really anxious and, and you're getting panic attacks and you're quite overwhelmed and, and you don't know which way to turn or maybe you're at a crossroads. Well, His Word is the lamp to your feet. See, God speaks into your darkness. And if you would hear His voice in your darkness, just follow the voice of God. And, and maybe you can't see the way out, but to hear His Word, to hear His voice and just keep following it. And the closer you hear His voice, it can lead you out through obstacles. Even though you can't see what's in front of you, Just follow his voice and his voice will lead you out into the open and out into his light because the light is where he wants to lead you. You see, the ravens speak of supernatural provision. You know, it wasn't like there was, you know, um, there was waiters there serving food and all this like a normal circumstance. We're talking ravens. We're talking bizarre. We're talking strange. See, ravens speak of God wants to provide provisions for you and I through means that aren't normal or logical, through means that we don't understand, through means that are supernatural. For a bird to come and feed you every day, that's supernatural. God wants to make a way for you where there is no way. He wants to do supernatural things in your life. He wants to lead you in strange pathways. He wants you to know that he's the Lord of everything and that his way is higher than your ways. He can provide for you in places you weren't expecting. You know, maybe you're looking at your circumstance for your business right now or your family or whatever you're going through and you go, okay, I got this amount in the bank account. I got this much coming from maybe Link, or this much coming from inheritance and this much coming from my job. And there are all the avenues you can think of God's finances and provision coming for you and that's all and you go, well, that's it. No. God has ways that you're not even expecting. He can provide resources from places that you haven't even imagined. You could get that contract that you weren't expecting. You know, you could have that inheritance that you weren't even you even didn't know you had the arnie. You know, you anything could happen. He can provide through means that you never imagined his ways are not your ways and not my ways but see the key in all this was elijah obeyed god elijah obeyed god and that's the key obeying not just hearing and listening it says in first kings chapter 17 verse 5 so he went and did according to the word of the lord he went and lived by the brook cherith that is east of the jordan you see he's a bit of a celebrity he obeyed god's voice he could have said you know what lord I don't like that plan. I don't think that's a great plan. The Sheridan is a better plan. That's my way. You're telling me go to the ravine where there'll be a brook and birds are going to feed me. Uh, I don't think it's going to work out the way you think. But he did it anyway. He, he, he did it. He just obeyed because that was God's will. I will obey. I'm not going to like it. It's not going to be comfortable. I don't want to go live in the brook. I want to live at the Sheridan. But it's not my will, not my flesh, your way, your will be done. And I can imagine how humbling that would have been for the prophet. You know, he is a national celebrity. He talks to the king. How humbling it is for him to have to go live on his own in the desert, in the ravine, and kind of just survive and have birds come and feed him. He would have thought, if people can see me now, how humiliating. But you know, your miracle comes through the gateway of humility. There's no miracle if you're walking in arrogance. There's no miracle if you're walking in pride. See, how many people in the Gospels got their miracle through humility? The woman was the issue of blood, the centurion. People came to God, Jesus, in desperation, hungry, humbling their their status and their position in life and laying them at his feet, wanting their daughters to be raised from the dead. When you are desperate for a miracle from God, you don't care what anyone thinks. You don't care what the voices are saying. You don't care what opinions are. When you want that child that you love to be raised from the dead, you will do anything. You will humble your heart. Miracles come through humility. It is the gateway. It is the gateway for your miracle. But you've got to obey the word, not just hear it and know it. You have to obey it. You know, sometimes God leads us down seemingly strange pathways. Sometimes the thing that he provided for you dries up. You go, Lord, you provided the job for me and now the job's gone. How does that work? He goes, well, that was a season. That provision has dried up. What do you do when your provision has dried up? It says in 1 Kings 17 verse 7 to 8, sometime later, New season. Sometime later, there's a new season. The brook dried up because there'd been no rain in the land. Then the word of the Lord came to him. See, sometimes that provision can dry. What's your provision that's dried up? Maybe that business is not making money anymore. Maybe you didn't get the bank loan you were expecting. Maybe the job you got made redundant. Your hours got cut. You know, what has dried up in your life? Well, what did Elijah do? He stuck close to God. If you draw near to him, he'll draw near to you. So Elijah went back to God, the source, to be recharged. He heard the voice of God a second time. Lord, what is the new direction? I don't understand that that you told me to go there and and the brook has dried up, but you said it would provide for me. and I I feel disappointed that you said the brook would provide. But God says there's been no rain, so circumstances have changed. and, And that word was right, but now I've got a new word and I've got a new provision, so you've got to come back to me for new direction. Elijah's provision got dried up, but he received a new word. And this is what it was for so First Kings chapter 17, verse 9. Go at once to Zarephath in the region of Sidon and stay there. I have directed a widow, a widow to supply you with your food. Can you imagine? Okay, I've just been out in the desert with the brook that dried up and the raven's feeding me and now you want me to go to this place over here, Zarephath, to a widow. Lord, widows have no means of support. She's a widow. She has no husband, no means of support. A widow is not somebody that has abundance. They don't have an overflow. So you're telling me now to go over here to this other place where a widow who has no money can provide my needs in the logic you go no 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 I'm not moving to that place and doing that no 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 I'm not taking that job it doesn't pay enough I'm not going over here no 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 lord there's no money in that there's no that can't be you God says I want you to go I want you to go I want you to obey me so Elijah obeys him and he goes to the place where there's supposed to be a widow who has no resources who's going to provide his needs but see it wasn't about my ways Elijah was like it's his ways as the heavens are above the earth, so his ways are above my ways and our thinking. Again, that scripture, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not in your own understanding, but acknowledge the Lord in all of your ways and he will make your path straight. I'm sure that was going through his head. And so when he gets there, 1 Kings chapter 17, 10 to 16, we're going to read. I want you to look at this and see that out of the little, God can do a miracle. You don't have to have a lot for him to do a miracle. Out of your minimal miracle, he can do a massive, out of your minimal resource, he can do a massive miracle. Chapter Verse 10 says, So he went to Zarephath, and when he came to the town gate, a widow was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and asked, Would you bring me a little water in a jar so I may have a drink? As she was going to get it, he called And bring me, please, a piece of bread. And as surely as the Lord your God lives, she replied, I don't have any bread, only a handful of flour in a jar and a little olive oil in a jug. I'm gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and my son that we may eat and die. Man, this is her last meal, eat and die. Elijah said to her, Don't be afraid. Go home and do as you've said. But first make a small loaf of bread for me from what you have and bring it to me. And then make something for yourself and for your son. For this is the word, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. The jar of flour will not be used up and the jug of oil will not run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the land. So he went away and did, so she went away and did as Elijah told her. So there was food every day for Elijah and for the woman and for the family and for for the jar of flour was not used up and the jug of oil did not run dry, in keeping with the word of the Lord spoken by Elijah. See, Elijah simply followed God's word. The word of the God was to go and meet the, meet the widow, widow. He went to the widow, widow. Even though he knew she had no means of support, he went and he just simply obeyed. See, God works miracles sometimes in seemingly strange ways. You know, like Jesus got the mud and he spit and he put it on the guy's eyes and the guy sore he got his fingers and he he spat on him stuck him in his ear and 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 people heard you know god can do things that we don't expect seemingly strange pathways that a widow would provide see god provide for you out of means that you're not expecting out of ways you don't even know he can do a miracle you know out of time out with him you can hear his voice again spend time in his word and talk with him and he can give you a new word to speak into a new season for a new day for you, for new provision and new resources and a whole new season for you and your family that you weren't expecting. But don't don't get caught up in it's not how you think it should be. It should be this way or that way. And why did that happen? And I thought this would happen quicker or this happened too slow. God's ways are our ways. He, he can lead us down seemingly strange pathways, but just because it's a strange pathway you weren't expecting, it doesn't mean it's not the perfect plan of God. And you see, out of this little bit of flour and this bit of oil god provided for the prophet a miracle but he provided a miracle for the widow the widow and her son were probably seeing there going lord help us this is the last of all we have we have one more meal one more fire to make with the sticks and then we're going to die and we will starve and god heard her cry and with her little provided a miracle see out of the little they were provided for a little every 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 day See, God doesn't need the big and all these resources to provide for you. Out of the little that you have, he can cause it to go further than you can imagine and sustain you through whatever season you're going through. You've got to hear his word. You've got to obey his word. You've got to know what the mind of Christ is. What are his thoughts for you? And again, obey, obey, do what he says. The power is in doing it. Not just agreeing with it, actually doing it, applying it to your life. Is the key. And see, the miracle comes from a humble heart. Humility. Lord, I don't understand. I don't know why this happened to me. I don't know why they died. I don't know why they got sick. I don't know why I've got this disease. I don't know why I lost my job. I don't know why my spouse left. I don't know why I've lost my job. I don't know why I've lost my career. I don't know why I'm in this circumstance. I don't understand, Lord. But the Bible says that we just trust in Him and humble our heart. It's through the heart of humility that there is a miracle. You know, pride comes before a fall, but, but he is humble, shall be exalted. Lastly, I'll read Isaiah 55, verse 8 to 9 again. It says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. You know, some of us are, can be stubborn. Some of us can be pig-headed, and, 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 and you know, we, we just just want to do it our way and we get prideful and we just stick our heels in you know you stick your heels no 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 I'm, this is my plan my way and we, we want it to work out because it was our idea sometimes God just says hey just just drop it just drop your idea humble your heart let it go repent of that thing just suck up your pride humble your heart before under the mighty hand of God and say Lord you know what I, I've mucked up Lord I've gone the wrong way I did the wrong thing it's never too late to turn back. It's never too late. You've never gone too far to stop something that you're involved in that is not appropriate. You've never gone too far. The best time to stop is this very second. You just say, Lord, forgive me for my sins. I've, I've gone in the wrong way. Humbling your heart. Say, hey, look, I've gone down the wrong direction. I, I, Lord, help me right now. I, I don't want to take another step unless it's according to your will. Can I encourage you to meditate on his word? Talk to him stick close to him. If you draw near to God, he will draw near to you and obey him. And, you know, he can bring opportunities to you that you weren't even expecting. You think you're at a roadblock. You think you've got to the end of the road and there's a wall in front of you. God could take the wall down. God could throw a rope over the wall for you to climb the wall. You know, he, he can do anything. We just got to trust and hope in him and lean on him. Church, if you're happy with me praying for you, if you're comfortable for me to pray over you today, I'd like you to just close your eyes and If you would like, just raise your hands as an act of surrender. Heavenly Father, I just pray for every person who can hear my voice, Father. There's people out there who are at crossroads. There's people out there who have big decisions in front of them to do with their work and their moving and their families, Father. And I just pray, Father, that you would make a way for them where there is no way, Father that you bring springs in a desert place, that you cause water to come from the rock, that you would part the Red Sea for them, that they think it's impossible. And you know what? With man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. That it's not by might nor by power, but it's by your spirit, that the battles the Lord's watch and see that he will bring victory. And I just pray for every circumstance that people are confronting, that you would guide them by your word, that you illuminate the path, Father. And I pray that you'd give them a peace, a peace, a peace, This surpasses all understanding that they would know this is the way they should go. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. To stay in touch with Encounter, follow us on Instagram at Encounter.cc or find us on Facebook at Encounter.shepherd.